0: On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safdie for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef ben Mazal and Shalomor Rafael ben Mazal. RUAH HASHEM is being studied in the study of the Israelites, the Israelites, the Israelites, the Hashem, our enemies should fall, uh, and our uh, nation, especially the Toshavah Israel, should be protected from the Shomer Israel, Shomer She'erit Israel, Be'al yovad Israel, Kemosh Re'wan Enel, O Yanum Yishan, Shomer Yisrael. Hubanes Yon Go'el, Amen veAmen. We begin to raise on Samik Vav Amur two lines from the bottom, starting from the Mishnah. <clears throat> the Mishnah begins She says From the important people of Yerushalayim They would escort the person that was bringing the Sa'ir From the Azaraf, the Bet All the way to Azazel How would they escort him? So it says Until the first hut So we're going to learn now Now Mishnah That they were actually and how many, but huts that were set up along the way from Yerushalayim all the way until the uh, mountain where Hazazel, that it was thrown off. And we're going to learn that the people of Yerushalayim would spend kippur in those huts and when the ish Iti would get to the hut, so they would escort him from one hut to another hut. Each hut was distant according to the laws of Tuhum Shabbat. We know that a person cannot walk more than 2,000 amah on Shabbat, out of his tomb. So therefore, we're going to learn exactly the amount of huts, the distance between the huts, and exactly how they were allowed to walk, and until which point did they escort him to the mount. So the first opinion of our Mishnah says, <clears throat> bottom line, line, <inaudible> They would actually move into these huts before Kippur And they would uh, escort him from hut to hut (coughs) So the Mishnah says It was actually 10 huts from Yerushalayim Until the Tsuk. that would be the cliff or the mountain That they would throw off the Asair the Mishnah gives us the distance of these huts, ريس, ninety reis. Now, before we get to what ninety reis is, the Mishnah tells us Shiva u'me'asa lechol meal. She means there is seven and a half reis okay. per meal. This is a Shi'ud, it's a distance. So seven and a half into uh, 90, so you'll have 12 mil. Now we know that the shi'ud of 12 mil is significant, because that was the shi'ud of the uh, distance of Nahane Yisrael. The Jewish people were traveling in the Midbar, if you measure... From all the beginning of the camp All the way to the end of the camp It was the shi'ur of 12 meal So the Mishnah says That the shi'ur from Yerushalayim All the way until the mountain Was altogether a shi'ur of 12 meal Tish'imris That she says Hayu Yerushalayim Ve'ad We read that Ve'ad Hatsuk Okay Now what is Hatsuk? Harga vawa Hatsuk is a a <coughs> whole mountain, the zakuf, it's steep. Obviously, we're going to learn that it was a steep mound because they want the animal to uh, to die. They don't want to make it a, you know, a slope mound where it won't roll down uh, as fast, so that's why they call it a tsut. Now, next rashi. Shiv'ah umi'sa riz le khol mil. Hare littishim riz, in the shi'ud of 90 riz, yud bet. Mil. The him now that she explains to us. Yud Alif Masa'ot. Altogether it's eleven stations. Mirushalayim had The first station was from Jerusalem from the Azara until the first Sukkot. Um Sukkah Ad Yud Sukkot And then you have 10 Sukot, So you're going from Sukkah to Sukkah So that is Tet Masaot That's another 9 stations Hare Yud Masaot So that already takes us to 10 stations So therefore altogether we have 10 mil Okay? So we're short so far too At the last Sukkah we're short 2 mil Umesukkah aharonah lasuk from the Sukkah, to the cliff, Masa Echad. That's another station. Each station, there was a meal. Meal, incidentally, is 2,000 amah, which is exactly the tomb of Shabbat. Except for the one of them, which is the last station, bo Bet Milin, that had two meal So now, it's going to come out that on the last sukkah, the 10th sukkah, they were only able to escort him 2,000 amma, then they had to stop. So they were only witnessing the Sa'id getting thrown off of Azazel from far. Whereas the Ish'iti himself, he was able to go all the way to the mountain. We're not concerned about his issues of tehomin because as we learned on yesterday's daf, that from the pasuk Ish'iti, we learned Afilu b'Shabbat. For example, even if he needed to carry the animal on his shoulder, it would be permissible because the clearly the Torah tells us that the laws of Shabbat or the laws of Kippur, let's say, do not apply to the Ishviti. Let's continue, Rashi. Hainu That's what the Mishnah means. Umelavin Oto shehamil Shabbat. <coughs> That's why the, the people that were escorting could go from sukkah to sukkah, because they get there 2,000 amma. Chutz Except for the last people in the last sukkah, Shurachok bet milin. Okay? mil. They were able to go a mil, which is 2,000 amma. omed mirachok. And they would have to stand from far. itma etma'asav. Okay, and they, they were able to see his things from far. Now at the end of the ShiOV he's quoting a, a poem from, uh, Rabi'l Kalir, khalir who wrote different PU team, and he's just trying to work in, uh, the poem of, uh, Rabi'l Kalir khalir with the numbers that we're giving over here. We're not familiar with these poems, you don't have them in our, uh, in our books, but that's what she's doing there. Now, regarding the word "reis. There are uh, different opinions, uh, some call it a rus, Resh Vav Samech, and uh, the Resh Vav Samech would come out to, uh, Resh is 200, Vav is 6, so it would be 266. So each rus is 266 uh, steps, Pisiot. Kiajbon Rus. So therefore he says over here, I'm quoting the rav, Nimsu Zayin Risinu Massa, seven and a half um ris is Alpayim Pisiot Bahot Hamisha. It's two thousand minus five. <laughs> It's close enough to the Shabbat. That's why they call those uh, items a uh a Rus. That's what it says meals. Two thousand basically amot per uh per seven and a half rus. In any event the Mishnah continues. call <laughs> at every station, at every sukkah, yeah, Omrim Hare Mazon Vare there's water over here for you, and there's uh, Mazon, there's sustenance, there's food for you over here. Now the Gemara is going to discuss over here uh, that really he was allowed to eat the ish even though it's Kippur, because he gets weak. I mean, you're making the guy walk now uh, into the desert, <coughs> so they would offer him water. But the Gemara is going to say not that they, not that he ever ate, but there's a principle called pat b'saloh. That a person, uh, when he knows it's available to him, mm-hmm. so then already he's satiated. When he, when he knows there's no food around, so then already he gets more uh, you know, hungry than he is. So that was the uh, logic of why they would say, don't worry, there's food over here for you if you want to eat something. <laughs> they would escort him from sukkah to sukkah, except from the last sukkah. She'eru magiya because it was two mil, so they cannot walk more than one meal. Ela omed mirahok Vero'eh et masav. So they would stand from far and they would see his actions, what he was doing. Ma'yalaseh, what was the procedure? Cholek lashon shel He would take a piece of red string and he would split it half of it he would place on the rock that was next to the mountain and the other half he would place between the horns of the side of Ishtalayah. he would then push the animal from behind and it would roll and obviously it would uh, descend the mountain It would not make it to half the mountain Until it was just (coughs) a pile of bones Now he would walk back (coughs) to the last sukkah Now the question is Once he does the mitzvah of Sa'il Azazir Throwing it off the mountain now So the Kaurah is subject to the laws of Tehumin And we know the law Once a person Walks out of his Tehum He really can't travel So now we're we letting him Walk back all the way To the uh, Four thousand Amma Back to the sukkah. So that she says Ba'ad yashavlo Khozer Ad Sukah Harona Afilu Bershut." Even a person That leaves his term Even if he has permission Like in this case En Al Paim Amma Mimakom Shiyatsa He only has 2,000 amma, And here we're letting him walk back to the sukkah Bereshut Laze Bereshut kama lazeh Etiru lefi Shehu Me'uneh V'halash Here the guy is weak, he's tired You gotta let him go back to at least the shady area To have um, some uh, protection Ve'od Shiyal Amod Yehidi Bamedbar Meshit Hashach you have to remember, he's in the mid he's in the desert. He's scared to stand there alone, That's going to get dark. So therefore, they made a dispensation from him. They <laughs> let him uh, walk back to the final, to the last of the sukkah. Just some uh, insights before we go further in this Mishnah. Uh, first, we read over here, it says, right? They would push him from behind. And he rolls down the mountain, and he doesn't get the to the until he becomes uh, bones. So it says here, It says, that's the Zohar in Parashat HaCharemot. Shaya dochefet HaSair B'Shenei Yadav. He would push it with two hands. V'achareh Shinar Asa Evarim Evarim, Haya M'Shalayach Omer, Kach Yimachu Avonot HaMechat Bet If you remember in our Bechzorim, in the Seder that's called Atakonanta, which is the Seder Avodah, we do say that. that. After he pushed it, he would say, Kach Yimachu Avonot. Now, there's a mahluk at how to interpret those words. They would say, So to our avonot of search to become obliterated. So he says, some say Some say it's a prayer. Like, there's nothing left of the, at least purposeful of the animal. I will should be obliterated and, uh, you know, totally destroyed and there'll be no, uh, no value to them. The which means, And some say it was more like a statement with the queen is saying that uh, just like the Bnei, just like they threw the Sa'id off the mountain, so to Bnei Israel, they have thrown the Yitzhadah, so to speak, uh, away. So we have no more use for the Yitzra, and therefore, automatically, uh, there's not going to be any more uh, sins, and therefore, uh, we're okay. Now, the Malbim writes, nafad It was a miracle that the Said fell with the push. Uh, a mountain goat. Uh, that's what it does. It, it, it jumps on mountains and it's able to skip and uh, you know uh, to, to survive on that terrain. Wow, well, the pasuk really doesn't talk about that he throws him off the mountain because according to the Malbim the way I understand it that's an open miracle that a, that a, that a mountain goat that normally stays on the mountains now all of a sudden he doesn't know how to stabilize himself yeah it's a lot but that, the, the animal has um it's like a <laughs> like a squirrel in a tree that that's its terrain so it knows uh, you push it so it's able to claw onto it so he says that was a an issue in itself dirvi has a question um that all this situation of taking it to the Azazel, throwing it off the mouth and he says which was forty years before the destruction. Which means they, they, had, they lost control of the Sa'ir. The Sa'ir would, would run away. Right? And he says that the uh, Yirushami even says that he had the gazlanim, um, there were thieves in the midbar, and they would take and they would eat it. So this, this is what happened. So Odi So the Yirushami says Shima Sair Barah. Which is once you brought it to the top of the mountain, let's say it, runs away. We're going to learn now that anybody that sent the, uh, came in contact with it, it's the begadim. So once you get it to the top of the mountain, that's it. Anybody that comes in contact with it after that point, there's no deen of tum'at begadim. Okay, now we go to the next point. So we said the Ish would go back to the last sukkah until it got dark. So the Tosfot Yeshanim writes over here is even according to the opinion which is the we learned in the second Shabbat he holds that even the two thousand amah. Is the oraita? We all that the 2,000 amas only for the banana. The oraita is yud meal. Is the 12 meal is the entire distance. In any even counting business the oraita. Can any suddoraita be kach shehazilus kach harona? Kevan shelos shabbat me'ereb shabbat bemkomatzuk. Because in Arab Shabbat, he wasn't at the tzook, he wasn't at the, at the cliff. He's learning that the Yisù is only to go more than 2,000 Amah from where you were Koneh now here, he was going to the city, there's no Yisur, because we all bets are off, you're allowed to go. So once you get the soup, even the pieces of Deoraita, it's not to go, go back, it would be Yisur to Rabbanan. Yisur to rabbara, we're, not, uh, we're not concerned about. One, one question that the Rashash asks, is why did they make it 12 meal away? So the Rashash wants to say, that according to Shita of the Reef, that says the Shi'ur of Tehumim Deoraita, is indeed Yudbet meal. So they didn't want the ish to walk beyond the home the So actually, when we say yud bet mil, it's yud bet mil Pachot ksat, just in order that it doesn't have to be over the isur the olaita. Now, one uh, one last point over here before we go further in the mishnah, we said that in every sukkah they would offer him uh, water and uh, provisions. So. Um, she said In order that he'll have bread in his basket So to speak And therefore when he knows there's food uh, Available for him So the fast goes uh, easier for him when you pray, So he says over here <laughs> That if because of the um, Eating Because of the walking He needed to eat Which means it sounds like from Rashid That this was only a psychological uh, Tactic To make the fast go easier for him But not that they would actually uh, give him uh, Foods However he quotes the Rambam And the Rambam says That if the Ishti actually got weak So therefore uh, This was a Part of the heterin, that they would give the ishaiti that he had a bigger dispensation le gabeh achila and the tosfoi hetanim says and just like we said that the shilua is doche shabbat just like the shilua is doche tumah which we learned yesterday not to even let him go into the azara to get it therefore the ishaiti also is doche uh, the fast even if he feels uh, weak and he says if shalat Shafidu even if he really wasn't in the mortal danger, imayat mm-hmm. That's the way the mefarshim explained In any event, we can go further in the Mishnah. We'll get to that. Eleventh comes the Mishnah. Continues mitame begadim. At what point? Does the sending of the seira mishkalayah mitameh begadim that she says he quotes the pasuk as v'mshalayah atas sa'ir yichabes the one that's about in sending the sa'id away he has to clean his clothes which means they become tameh so at what point did the begadim become tameh so one says mishiyetsi chutz the yerushalayim once he gets outside the wall of yerushalayim the action of tumat begadim kicks in <laughs> no mishat no. At the point where he pushes them off the mountain. And the Gemara is going to quote Pesukim to substantiate both opinions. Comes the Gemara and says, Tanu Rabbanan. We have a bright ayesir Sukkot. There were ten Sukkot, and huts. Ushneim, Asar, Milin, Hayu. Altogether, twelve meal, Like we learned, one meal from Yerushalayim to the first Sukkah. Then you have another nine meal between the ten sukkot, that's ten meal, and then two meal from the last sukkot to the mountain. Devreire bimihir, that means that the Mishnah is a Stam Mishnah, which is Stam Mishnah bimihir, like the uh, author of this Brayta. Omer, Rabbi Uda says no. there was actually only nine sukkot, and altogether, there was only a distance of ten mil. How do you have that? You have nine sukkot, which is eight. Eight mil between the nine sukkot. You have one mil from Yerushalayim to the first sukkah, that's nine. And you have another mil from the last uh, sukkah until the, uh, till the sukkah. That's she. Uh, now, continue. Nebiyosei Omer, the says, "Hame sukkot. He says no, there were only five sukkot, baasara milin hayu, and altogether there was ten mir, and all of them were established using an Ayruv. Now, what does this mean? Lashim. Hamas Sukkot Now there's five sukkot, so obviously there's more than 2,000 amma between each sukkah. So therefore, how did they escort the Kohen, or the Isha'iti, I should say, from one sukkah to another sukkah? They're going more than 2,000 amah. So the way they did that was, they would establish an Eruv, meaning between the two sukkot, you add, let's say, the members that were living in one sukkah in Kippur, before Kippur, they would go, and put provisions at the midway point, let's say. So now they have 2,000 amma from where your ayruv is, not the where the sukkah is. So that enabled them to walk two mil. So therefore, according to uh, the B. Uh, Yosef, uh, they were able to use the concept of eruvin okay. to walk more than the uh, given two thousand. Amara she says five So each one would escort the, each attendee more than a meal, or ada sukkah, or even. Until the next sukkah Al-Yedeh eruv, According to Ayruv So now the Gemara says oh, Once you're introducing the usage of eruvim, So now already you don't have to come on to five sukkot You can even make it different configurations How? I'm going to be yourself Sa'li el bini. So my son el azad conversed to me Which means the way that she says like he, he left Why? He says, Dad, once already uh, introducing uh, the usage of an iruv over here. Yecholani la'asot afilu sukot. All you need is two sukot ve'asara milim, And altogether it will get you a distance of ten mil. How? So look at Rashi. Rashi gives you exactly how to how to figure it out. Sahli el azar bini, Bilashun shok al devarai, meaning as if he was laughing at what I said. Veomedli im al yedei eruv, Very introducing the usage of an eruv. Dayayid la asod be bed sukot, already you can get them to the escorting. To the mountain with two sukkot. How? b'nei oto You can let the b'nei Rushalayim go two meal. How? Let them put an iruv at the midway point from Yerushalayim to the first sukkah. So that'll get them to the iruv. From the iruv they get to walk another meal. So right away you got already two meal from Yerushalayim to the first sukkah. U'mesukari shona. Yitz'u And now, what? From the, the first sukkah, they're able to come uh, greet him They get to walk two meal, Which means Are dalid milin sukkah Yerushalayim Which means like this The first sukkah can actually be four mil away from Yerushalayim How? The guys from Yerushalayim, by placing an eruv, they get to walk two mil. The guys in that sukkah, they can now make an eruv the other direction, and they can walk two mil towards Yerushalayim to meet the Kohen, and, or the ishaiti. And let's review again. You have uh, Yerushalayim, alright? Now, we want to escort the ishaiti. So now, let them before Kippur set up in the Eruv one meal away. Okay? So now they're walking with the Yishayti. They get to the meal at 2,000 amma. Well, there's the Eruv. The Eruv gives them a second meal. Good. Now, once they get to that second meal, these guys from Mirushalayim are stuck. They cannot travel anymore. Good. Two meal away is the first sukkah. Now, the guys from the first sukkah before Kippur will make their Eruv towards Yerushalayim, one meal away. Mm. Like one meal from their sukkah. Back, now, they can walk to that meal because that's where their they is. And from that meal they get to walk another meal where they can pick up the insh'iti and escort them to the first sukkah. So technically, you're able to have a distance of four meals from Yerushalayim to sukkah number one. Mm. Now, let's, let's continue the Hajbon. From the first sukkah to the second sukkah, you can also have four meal. How? You say like this. Some of the people, not all the people, because they guys made their roof the other way. Some of the people of that sukkah will make their iruv towards Azazel, before Shabbat, for Kippur. So they put their roof one meal out. So they could continue walking, obviously one meal. And from there they could walk another meal. So that takes them to, uh, two, right? I have six. Now, the second sukkah, which is two yeah. meal away from that, part of those guys will make a meal, will make a little Torah shalayim, right? And therefore they're able to walk uh, back one meal and walk another meal to meet the and then escort him to the sukkah that gives you eight and then in in the last sukkah some of the members Hmm. will put a iruv towards Azazel one meal out so that gives you already uh, 2,000 amalva. Then they can actually walk all the way until the mountain itself. I mean, you don't have to have them looking from far. So that's what El uh, Azadabi some were saying. Listen, once already you got the usage of the Elubin, you, you don't have to make all these huts over here. We get you two huts, there's four from uh, Yerushalayim to hut number one. From hut number one to number two is another four meal. And you got two more left, you have no problem. So let's read that in Nashi now. אבידת רשי אגם בלשון שחוק על דבריי ואמר לי עם הידי עירוב היה לנו בבית סוכות שיהיו בין הירושלים ולבין אותו שני מילים ומסוקה ראשונה יצאו לקראתו נאי תוך ירושלים בית מילים הראי דלת מילים שאתה יכול להרחיק הסוכה מירושלים וסוכה שנייה לסוף ארבעה מילים של ראשונה the you mixat bin arishona some of the members of the sukari shona make aruf they will make their aruf to the other side or mixat ta'boul and some of them will make their aruf towards Yerushalayim. Vehin hen Shemiyah. And so to the members of the second sukkah, miksetan, marvin lezad elishona, let's sit the Right. Some will make the haluf towards Yerushalayim. Betmi lenu miksetan, marvin lezad sukk lelavoto betmiim. The others make it this to the side of the cliff in order to walk an additional two mil. So, comes the Gemara says. Okay, comes Okay, says Who is the following Brighter going like: <laughs> except for the Last uh, that who's that bright and going like? That from the last thought they weren't able to reach. The, tzouk. the tzouk. This has to be going like the Because the way the here understood it was what? That there was 2,000 amma. Without the usage of erubin over here. There was 2,000 amma between each heart. Right? So by the time they got to the last heart, you had two mil more to get to the mountain, so you're only are able to walk two thousand, you got one meal left, and they would have to stand there and watch it from far, as she says, keman say according <laughs> to right. the other rabbis, it was ten mil. Right. It was ten mil away, so therefore you put the uh right there and you're able to to reach it. So that bright is going like the bimir, as well as of course our Mishnah is following the opinion of the B continues, Al Omrimlo Mazon Vare And every they would offer him uh drink and food. Tana meolam no adam the Ish'iti never came to the situation Where he needed to take the food and the drink You can't compare it to a person who knows literally has his bread in his basket when he knows it's available to him So it makes the fast, like we said, go easy And we discussed the Ma'loq of Rishonim If the Ish'iti really did have a heter to eat on kiput if he felt According to it's mashma. Yes, indeed he did. Ma what did he do? What was the procedure? So we take the, that was the uh, red string, and he would split it in half. So comes the Gemara and says, This way or the length uh, of the? I don't know. I don't know what the measurement of the string was, if it makes a difference, if it's uh, length or width. But the point is, Gebaraz is, What do you got to put? Half on the rock, half on the horn? Just take the whole red string, put it on the rock, and when you throw it off, you look at the rock and you see if it turns colors. So Gebaraz is, Kevan de mitzvah besa'ir. Since there's a mitzvah to throw the sa'ir off the mountain, Dilma kadim We're worried that maybe the string that's on the rock, maybe it's going to turn white prematurely, early which means the white string was not necessarily dependent on throwing off the Sa'id off the mountain it was possible that the white string, if the Bnei didn't deserve the proper Kapara it could turn white even before you throw it off the mountain so what's going to happen now? The uh, the ishik, he's about to put the right, he's about to push it off the mountain. So he looks back, he sees the white the, the string turned white, and he's gonna have peace of mind and he's gonna become uh, pre-active, but he's not gonna end up throwing it off the mountain, and you're gonna lose out on this mitzvah. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, you have to send it to the land of Gizirah. To so a place that's going to rip up the animal. If you're going to tell him to put the whole thing on the rock. Right, it might turn white before he pushes it off the mountain. He's going to be so happy that he sees that. He's not going to be interested in throwing it off the mountain anymore. Now he's got half of it On the horns of the animal Now he's looking at the Red string on the animal And since he, the last thing He's involved in If he puts it on the rock half, The next move is he takes half of it And he's putting it on the and that's the last move that he's doing, so he's focused now on the animal he's not gonna delay from pushing it off, why? which is once you split the, uh, the string it's not going to turn uh, white until you push it off the mountain. Now it's connected to the sair. So therefore, it was a it was a technique that they ensured that the ishriti would not take his mind off the sair and forget about throwing it off the mountain. was not it already on the horns? We said as a siman in the azara. So the Gebarah says, kule <laughs> ben so put the whole thing on the on the horns. Where you got to put it between? Got to put it on the horns. Throw it off the man. Look down the mouth, and then after they'll see it turn white. So it was a zimnin degamish lel rechev We're worried that sometimes the head of the animal will be, let's say. I guess, Gamish is bent over, and therefore you're not going to be able to see the white string from his vantage. So therefore they split it just in order to be able to know if it turned uh, white or not. That like she says in the bottom line, the Gamish gufo. His head might be uh, uh, bent over under his body, when he falls. I'm going to be able to see the uh, uh, The white string If it turned white Now we discuss the history Of the red string Originally Originally the red string Was in the Beit They would go to the Ulam On the outside of the Ulam So everybody had a view of it So what happened if it turned white, everybody was thrilled, they were happy. If it didn't turn white, they were depressed. And they also got uh, embarrassed. So the menhag uh, came that they would stop putting it on the inside of the ulam where less people are able to see it. And they were still able to peek through and see exactly what was going on loyal they were depressed yes, you know what take it out of you of everybody just put it on the uh, on the right next to the sa'ir he has a different history he said no the first place they put was on the inside they were cautious from the beginning he totally put it on the inside and once the side would get to the midbar, which even before was thrown off the mountain, already the white red string would turn red. if your sins are like red string, they will turn uh, become white like snow. Now the irushami has an interesting minhag over here about the red string. He, the Yerushalmi says, that everybody would tie a red string on their windows and uh, depending on who you are some of the strings would turn uh, white and some would stay red the neighbors would get embarrassed of each other this guy's got a red string and his neighbor's got a white string so therefore so they moved it to the Beit uh, and now the Issue over here is, so the people would see it turn white, they were happy. If it stayed red, they would get depressed. So what's the problem if they become upset? What, what were they concerned about? So he quotes over here from the Shoshanim the David, She'en ra'uy she'yu Atzvim be'yom le'fishu yom tov. And they don't want them to listen. It is Yom Tov, and therefore you're not supposed to be upset. But he says after Kippur, they would get the news if it turned red or not, or white or not, so they can make teshubah. the shuvah. The korban ha'ida is a different interpretation. He says mm-hmm. the reason why they didn't public, want to publicize the turning of the colors so the Goyim don't find out about it. Yes. God, he would find out about it become a that God did not forgive us. Now the Alukh Lannar, he uses both these reasons as the following. He says like this, if they're going to be depressed by finding out that it didn't turn uh, white, so he says, palel It'll be Hopeless for them And they, they won't make teshuvah It's the whole purpose We want them to continue making teshuvah Once they see it stays red They'll say there's no hope for us So they, they didn't want them to become depressed Because that might uh, deter them From the mitzvah of the day Which is making teshuvah Or when a person is depressed It can affect his mazal And therefore they don't want to affect The mazal of Kippur By depressing them So therefore they... Um, they did not let them know exactly uh, when it happened. Okay. Comes the Gemara and continues. Iba'ilu. <laughs> now it says, "Lo agiyam, lo aya It wouldn't reach half the mountain, and already it was uh, bones. Iba'ilu. The Gemara has a question. Otan evarim. These bones. Mahu u'ma'hen bana. Are they mutarbahna'a or not? Can somebody benefit from these bones or not? Rabbi Shmuel, it's <laughs> Mahlukit. Had Amar mutareen, the Had Amar asuri. Man, the Amar mutareen, do you think that it's <laughs> permissible? Diktiv, bamidbar. Because the Pasuk refers that you have to... You know, push the azazel We bring it in the midbar So that Jesus, what does midbar teach us? Ba Midbar, It's an extra passage Because we know it's in the midbar kamidbar That it's ownerless, It becomes ownerless like the midbar Just like Anybody can benefit from the midbar? So that you can benefit from the bones of the sa'id Uman The opinion that says they are Asud gezerah Right, it calls it Erez gezerah now what does Gezerah mean? That she says, Lashon homer v'isur. Right? Strictness and it's forbidden. So the Mahlok is which word do you uh, do you focus on? Do you focus on the word midbar, utar? You focus on the word Gezerah, it's a decree. You think it's Isur. Umad de Amar Asurim. Opinion that says it's Asur. Ay midbar, my abidle. What does he do with the word midbar? No, he has a different usage for it, like it says in the Brayta Three times in the Perashah of Azazel, it says the word to come and tell me that the law of Azazel not only applied uh, in the beta HaMikdash But applies also When the Jewish people had the Mishkan In Nov, in Giv'on, And Shlohez, Abed to include uh, other situations Good <coughs> Comes the Gevon <Gibran> says Gezera <laughs> right, So the opinion that says is mutar. What does he do with the word Gezera? Who uh, my opinion? Oh. I use it for the following halachos of the Brayta. Gezerah and gezerah Ela hatucha. Gezerah means something that is cut. Hatucha, so that she says, Suk hatuch miskifa ve'lo meshupak olkak." It has to be a steep cliff that has the ability to cut. It is gezerah. It's a reference to what type of cliff, the steepness of the cliff. That's referring to an item that rips or tears. So one reference is gezerah is referring to the mountain, and one word the gezerah is referring to the. Animal that it has to be a, a type of situation that it can be torn into many pieces. Davaracher, <laughs> gizera. The word you know what the gizera teaches us. Gizera literally means a decree. Shemetomar maase tohuhu. <throat> Maybe a guy's going to come along and say, what is this business here? Throwing a sa'ir off a mountain, getting kapara? This is ma'aseto, uh, meaning what type of kapara is this over here? What's, 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 how does this work? Tamud l'omar, ani Hashem. At the end of the parashah of Azazel, it says, ani Hashem. To teach us what? ani Hashem gizartiv. I made the laws and you have no right to second guess them so that's the word it's, a, it's, a, it's like a hawk this, this is the law this is the way it works Amarava keman mutarim Makes sense like the opinion that says that the limbs of the Saira Mishtalaya are indeed Mutar Why? Lo Amra Torah Shelah letakala. God would not tell you send it out where it can be a stumbling block Because now you have somebody walking in the Midbar He doesn't know anything, does he know this is the Saira of Azaz? it's his bones uh, in the uh, Midbar and therefore, if it's going to be a you definitely cause the stumbling block. But this guy's going to come and use them. So therefore, it's Mr. that it's permissible. Yes, she says, Adam she. should this be pointed out that this pasuk ani Hashem? It's not written right after the uh, Azazel service. The Marsha points out that um, in the parasha next to the Kippur service in Aharemot. At the end of Aharemot it says, Ushmartem, etc., etc., and So they're being Doresh from uh, that Pasuk, that is if it's going back on what it said also in the parasha before it. That's just for clarification. Now, Kamsa Gimaran says, Tarubana. Azazel, we call the uh, procedure the sa'id la Azazel. So, what is this word Azazel? So, Gemara says shehe Az v'kashet. So, Az el, Az it should be harsh and el is rugged or fierce. That she says el son kashet. El is uh, strong or uh, fierce. You think you could do this in the uh, the settlement? No, it has to be done in the midbar. So how do you know what's done on a cliff? Which means it has to be... Okay, so that's the first dirashat, that the mountain itself is rugged and fierce in order to cut the Sa'ir into pieces Tanya Idach Azazel Kasheshe Beharim Azazel was from the Strongest and fiercest Of mountains Vechenu Omer Ve'et Eleha Ares Lakah Which means the word El is strong and fierce. So that's what goes, Azazel has the word El in it, which uh, represents uh, power and strength. It's a pasuk to prove that the word El is fierce and strong. debir Azazel. Another reason why it's called Azazel. al because it atones for the episode of Uzzah and Azaleel. What was that episode that she tells us? mal <laughs> Those were destructive angels. Those were their names. She ariz na'ama We learn in the uh, book of Bereshit that these angels came down to the world. <laughs> and they uh, saw the woman Of earth And what happened? They committed Arayot with them Kilomar Ala Arayot Mekhapir Which means The Gemara Is trying to say Azazel It's Mekhapir For sins Of Uzan Azayil Their sin was Immorality So the General kapara. the sale of Azazel is for sins like the ones that were committed by the Menachem Abala Uza and Azazel. Meaning, it's mechaper for Tanu We have a Brayta. The Brayta quotes a pasuk that's at the end of Acharemot. It mishpatay taasu mitchokotay tishmeru lalechet b'hem. Ani Adonai ilochem keep my mishpatim, that's my, I guess, uh, statutes v'et huqqotay, and my laws Ani Yashem So the Gabbara says et mishpatay ta'asu what are the mishpatim? devarim sh'il malay n'i kh'tevu dinu sh'i kh'tevu means mishpatim are a type of laws that even if they weren't written, you'd know as if they were written. Which means they're logical things that you know they're as soon, even without the Torah having to write them. that's obvious. A person knows he has to believe in God, he cannot serve idolatry. Vigiluya arayot, immorality, that would be uh, murder, Thievery, ubirkat and that would be referring to blasphemy. Uh, the opposite of birkat and what does it mean when it says, "Keep my hokim"? Devarim These are type of mitzvot that the Satan says, "What are you doing? What's the what's the reason? Well, what's the purpose of these?" For example, the hazir, eating hazir, uh, which is a hawk. وَلَبِشَاتْ شَعْتْنَزْ Right? Wearing a forbidden uh, mixture of wool and linen. وَحَدِيثَاتْ يَبَمَةْ the procedure of releasing a yivama by taking off the shoe and spitting in it in order to release a yevamah so she can get married. The taharat mitzorah, the way we purify mitzorah by slaughtering birds and mixing the bloods in water with an eretz ed and an ezov, and that makes the mitzorah pure. The sair as well as the logic of sair mishtalayah, these are chukim. The Shema, The guy might argue and say, "This is worthless actions; they don't make sense." Tamudomar and he So the says, "I am God, and I am the God that legislated them. Look at Rashi, and you have no right to second-guess them. Look at Rashi, Hashatan. I actually go through one before that, a uh, couple before that, things that are straight. la it's logical to, to keep them. It's a, it's a law, decree of the king. Kemo like different usages of the word chok. Hasatan. meshiv the Satan uses the Chokim to come along and tell the people, the Torah is not emit well, It's the purpose of these laws that don't make sense. It's going back on the Chokim. That was the last thing it says. Comes the Gemara and continues. So what did we say? We said that the uh, sending out of the seuda mishaleah has the ability to metameh the begadim of the mishaleah. Tanur Rabanan hamishaleah metameh begadim. The one that's sending it out, his clothes become tame. The ena sholeyah eta mishaleah metameh begadim. But the one that sends him. Which means, all the ones that escort him from Yerushalayim, they themselves do not become... When does the Tum'at begadim kick in? Right when he leaves the Azara. Which literally means he has to be already sent towards his... Uh, A path in the Midbar As he says He's got to be on the road to the Midbar Oh You're going to learn from the word So maybe Until he's sent to his destination Maybe the Megadim does not become to him Until he gets to the cliff Which means That teaches me Haketzad. Which is, we have a, 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 a pasuk that's mashma' That it gets to the cliff And one pasuk is mashma' Even when he gets out to the Yerushalayim <laughs> Which is, once he gets out of the wall of Yerushalayim So it means, hamshalaya He has to be sent But not not arrived yet That's already enough to be considered Because the pasuk slash Sean is uh, I'll give you a pasuk, it says So the whole discussion is this Gemara is, what is the word Hamshalayach mean? Is Hamshalayach mean he sent on his journey? Or Hamshalah means no, the one that actually gets there and is finishing his job to send it off the mountain. So therefore the Gemara is learning according to the Yehuda, No, Hamshalayach means the uh, initial uh, uh, uh Sending, Sending outside of the Azarah already on the way to the Midbar Right, outside the city actually, correct. <laughs> that's already you, once he leaves Ushad. Once you send the Begadimik. The baby would that Omer azazel vikibes. Right before the word Vihibes begadab it says the word Azazel So what is he going to do for the Ajeg Yalatsuk? Meaning it's gotta get to Azazel, it's gotta get to the cliff. Hence the word Azazel, Vihibes. The Bisham'on Omer Which means The Bisham'on Comes along and says H'hamshalayah Atasair You actually have to Send it off, send it off. Then already The Begadim Become Because we have A three way Machloket that the Begadim Become Tamer When he leaves Yerushalayim When he gets To the cliff Or read it together H'hamshalayah <laughs> Who sends it Two hours, meaning, or hours, Then the chibes begadav. How the concludes over here and says, "Zorko bevat rosh begadim." That's again the opinion of Rabbi Shimon that he says, "You throw it bevat rosh, head first, head first. He's just finishing be Shavon's opinion When you you push the animal up What I mean over here Is when it says He throws head first Which we understand Like we learned in the Mishnah When it says The animal is standing backwards Meaning the head of the animal Is facing the Ish'iti The back of the animal Is facing the (laughs) the cliff and so, right as we see exactly and he would somehow grab it by the head and throw it off the mountain so that's according to what we're learning over here, it comes out like I said you have a three-way mahloket between the opinions either the begadim happens at the time he leaves Jerusalem the time that he gets to the cliff or the time he throws him down from the cliff itself and it's all it's all dependent on how you learn the word Hamshalayah uh, right. to what degree? Hamshalayah can either mean he left or when the Pasuk says azazel, he's got to get to the mountain or uh, read it all together. Hamshalayah, he's got to throw it off, Azazel Okay, we begin the Mishnah which now continues the order of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Al-Kippurim. And the Mishnah says Ba' lo par vissahir an Now. He comes back after they sent out the Sa'id al-Azazel, he goes back to his part, the part of the Gadol, and the Sahir al-Hashem, and the Slafim. Now these parts, this part and Sa'id are burnt, which means they take the animals themselves, and they go outside Yerushalayim to a place called Betardeshir, and they burn them there. Now before they take them outside of Yerushalayim, Karan, they tear them open, they would see it in murahin. That's the haleb. The fats of these animals are brought on the mezbah. Netanan They put them in a klisharit. Veiktiran al And they bring them on the mezbah. Now, what do you do with the rest of the animal, the pod and the sarir? bimaklot. They would have two poles. They would have four people, uh, two in the front and two in the back, holding these poles, and they would place the par and sa'ir, shalim, they were complete, except for the incision that they removed their chalev, and they were intertwined on, as we could picture it like, imagine a stretcher. Between two poles, you have a stretcher like, and the animals are on top, intertwined, like locked into each other in the position, one on top of the other interlock, like a uh, kalan, like a braid. They would take them outside of Yerushalayim, to the place that was called, as I said, the place where they would burn them. Now, those that involve themselves in taking the pot inside out the bit of sinifah, the begadim would become... So at what point does the tum'at begadim kick in? Once they leave the wall of the Hazara, that's one opinion. He says, no, that once the fire consumes the majority of them, then tum'at begadim. Because the Gemara is going to learn this from Pesukim. Comes the Gemara and says, V'ikhtiran salqadatach. What are you talking about? You're going to bring the par and the salih, the elev, and at this point they actually sacrifice it. So what's the problem? So that she explained, it's too premature, because there's still other services that must be done before this. For example, at this point, the Kohen is still wearing mikveh The order of the is he would then read the Shah of... Kippur, and then he would have to go to the Meghveh uh, he would go uh, uh, into sorry, go into the uh, Kodesh kodashim, remove the Mahta take the Ketoret uh, out go to the Meghveh, change back into the Meghdeh bring his Ayil, bring the El Haram and uh, bring the Korban Musaf and then only after he would go back into the Meghdeh Zahab and then go out and bring the uh, Par and the, which was at the end so the says, the Mishnah It's too uh, premature. Then I have says, you're right. It says, they would prepare them in their vessels, in their in order that when the time comes, they'll be able to bring them on the Mizbaya. Just let's read the Rashi. Let's start from the first white line in Rashi. Starting from, start from the first white line in Rashi. Elahi, Kashali, Victiran, Odenu Parashab, Elo, but he brings the to Elim, to put back on the Big Day Lavan, to then remove the kaf and the from the kodesh Kodashim, he goes again and dips to put on Big Day and these so and is the end of the service of the day. the 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 the